0: NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES zoo NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES OOH, OOH, OOH If you got just a little money but a whole lot of heart Doug and Mo will sit back and watch your art It's their duty just doing their part Now let's hear if they recommend it or not on NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES OOH, NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES no no budget nightmares Mo Pawn induct no budget nightmares No Budget
1: Nightmares Good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo He's a bad film hatin' while I skatin' all the while masturbating that's, that's Mo Porn. Porn yeah. yeah. And with me as always is the one and only Doug Tilly. Bow,
0: He's Doug bow, Tilly
1: bow, 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 Number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow,
0: bow. Ow
2: Mo, it's Halloween almost. Yeah. It's October, the month of Halloween. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's it's hollow All it's Hallows Eve. All hallowed toses. Do you uh, get excited when it gets to October in the year, Mo?
1: Uh I mean I, not as much as a lot of people do but I mean I like I like October. I I mean it's probably my favorite month. <laughs> Real I enthusiastic mean, about yeah, October. Yeah.
2: You know like I really <laughs> I really like October. It's probably my favorite month. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I like about October is that the further you get into the month the more that normal people start acting like the kind of people that we know like from like online Like normally. <laughs> <laughs> Until it all kind of culminates where everyone, like the way that we sort of are for the rest of the year, right. that's how people are on Thanksgiving, and then the next day they have to be themselves again. Yeah, right. You say Thanksgiving? Did I say? Maybe I did say Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I have Thanksgiving on the brain. It's only like a week away here in Canada. Oh, right. I forget. That's the proper Thanksgiving, I'd like to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, have you ever lived in uh, Detroit?
1: No, thank goodness.
2: What do they call that night before Halloween in Detroit?
1: It's like Devil's Night, right? Devil's
2: Night, and that's when everyone like sets everything on fire.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, Devil's Night's all over the place, but uh, it's it's particularly bad in certain places. Thankfully, not so much here. At the worst, it's going to happen in good old New Haven. Is uh, is maybe my my front yard will be TP'd or something? But I mean, lovey,
2: let's TP his front yard.
1: Uh, yeah, New Haven's not really like that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) For
1: all I know. I mean, you generally don't hear the Johns calling their hookers lovey, but yeah.
2: Oh, right. I just remembered what you do for a living. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, today I'm in a very good mood, Mo, which is interesting. It's almost a good mood despite the movie we're going to be talking about on this episode of No Budget Nightmares. Yeah, I
1: feel like we should – I feel like this entire episode should be recorded at half
2: speed and then played <laughs> back at triple speed. I figure people do that anyway. Uh, just to pull the the curtain back a little bit, when I'm editing the show, I actually – of course, I don't listen to it on regular speed. I, I usually go on double speed anyway because uh, – I don't need. I I, I lived through it. I'm just looking for errors and shit to cut out. So I go through on double or or faster when I'm editing. But uh, so I'm really used to like your voice on double speed and my voice on double speed. And whenever I listen to this fucking chipmunk on double speed. Yeah, well, you do, but when. No, no, you specifically sound like. Yeah, no, I know I do, but uh, (laughs) but the thing is, when I listen to the show on regular speed, it seems so slow. (laughs) Yeah. So take that slowness and then slow it down a few more notches and then you get the subject of today's episode yeah which is what is it again mo
1: uh see it's funny i have to remember the name of the title of the film cuz in my notes i just wrote killer clowns blah 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, killer clowns from kansas on crack
2: now the first question i get when i mentioned that we were going to be watching killer clowns from kansas on crack okay oh, can, I, can i guess uh yeah let's please guess is it is it a sequel The question I get most often is Is it a sequel to Killer Clowns from Outer Space The classic uh, 80s horror comedy Mo, is it a sequel to that?
1: Fuck no, it's not Does
2: it have any relationship with that movie at all?
1: Uh, Just that they spell everything with K's
2: Right, they do And in fact, those who are looking to purchase a copy of Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack You should note that Killer Clowns, Kansas, and crack in that title are, are are all spelled with a K. Yep. What do you think that means? Why do you think they did that?
1: Well, I I mean, if I were to t- to venture a guess, I would Please assume do. it was to you know to 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 uh, you know to pull like an <laughs> asylum sort of thing and try to fool people with the title because that's how the Killer Clowns from Outer Space is spelled with all K's.
2: It's also notable that like that other Killer Clowns movie. This movie has a theme song That's played a few times That, that is uh, notable
1: Yeah, the difference is the one from Killer Clowns from Outer Space is fucking
2: amazing <laughs> Killer Clowns <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the Dickies And we don't have the Dickies here no. Instead, we have Blood, Drugs, Bullets, and Grease Paint Which sure. is the tagline of Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack Now, Mo, the director of Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack Is Charles E. Cullen who has a bit of a, a cult reputation in the U.S. for low-budget horror and exploitation titles Does he? Because I had never heard of him before this So I'd, I'd heard of him kind of tangentially before, yeah. but I'd never seen any of his films And I'm not sure if necessarily this is the best one to introduce uh, myself to his style But we're, uh, we'll, we're certainly going to go into that But I, I do want to note that there's actually a documentary uh, I think it was actually kind of like a film student documentary About Charlie, Charles E. Cullen called... This will only hurt for a minute. The Charles E. Cullen story: A Tale of Savage Independence. All right. So, are you interested in checking out that movie?
1: Well, you know what? I'd probably rather watch that than this again.
2: Now, I feel like you're giving away. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not.
1: I'm not even attempting any any attempt at you know uh, hiding my feelings right now. No, I'm. Yeah, Mo just woke up, so he's probably in a bit of a testy mood No, I woke up like a half an hour ago Okay, half hour (laughs) I'm I'm wide fucking awake, motherfucker
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you want to direct Now, I feel like you're directing some of your anger at me right now Which I think is incredibly unfair But if you want to direct your anger towards someone It could be Mr. Charles E. Cullen Maybe he deserves it most (laughs) of all but he didn't make you watch this movie, and in fact, I didn't make you watch it either. It oh, No, was... no, I've already, I've already directed my anger at the person who made us watch this movie. <laughs> I wanted to note that Mr. Gavin Rye uh, from from uh, Jolly Old England, he recommended that we watch this film. He said that uh, well, he thinks of it as maybe one of the worst movies ever made, and I honestly don't agree. <laughs> Uh you know what let, we'll let we'll save our kind of yeah. final opinion. I, I have found mo and maybe this is just me that sometimes at the beginning of an episode I'm feeling a certain way but after talking our way through it I end up feeling slightly different. No
1: no we we, we both do that regularly, you know, where where it, it, we have such a fun conversation about a film that ultimately our opinions about it change. Um but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that uh, the, of the experience getting to that point though.
2: <laughs> now, uh, if I had to ask you to describe Killer Clowns from Kansas on crack with one word, what would that word be? Slow. Slow. Now, if I had to guess what your answer was going to be, I would have said slow because yeah. the thing about Killer Clowns from Kansas on crack is that it's a very, 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 very slow, slow, slow movie.
1: Um, well, the th- the thing about uh, you're trying to explain how slow
2: this movie is is that I feel like it was too fast. <laughs> this is a very slow moving movie, and in fact, uh, we're going to make no bones about it. We watched a lot of this movie on double and sometimes triple speed, and I I I know I know I want to have a sense of. Uh, purity to the experience of watching a movie. But the fact is, the only way that you could watch this movie properly would probably be to be drunk or stoned or something stronger than that. Uh, and that's the only way that you'd be able to really tolerate the slowness of how this movie moves. Oh, yeah. Because, like, and we'll get into it as we start talking about it in a moment, but most, like, almost every scene in the movie ends with the camera zooming to some sort of. Random thing on the screen and just sitting there, and for you,
1: just an obnoxiously long period of time.
2: I mean, and it feels like every sequence is. Yeah, we joke about the 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 idea of kind of the uh, all all uh, all filler, no killer in these movies. Yeah, but this movie, it seems, and and it comes from sometimes, and I've seen this with low budget films before. It seems like every scene is padded. So every single sequence is meant to stretch out the running time to get it past that 90-minute mark. And watching this all in one go, it does feel obnoxious. It feels like a, a filmmaker trying to kind of say fuck you to the audience.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, see, I could, I could see somewhere in a director's damaged psyche thinking to themselves that this is funny. You know like that this is an attempt at humor Right But but it really does play off way more like a giant
2: Fuck you to the audience Though I will say that in the kind of form That we watched it which was kind of A stop start form and we, we do right. that Anyway because of our notes but really kind of Speeding through some of the really Difficult moments and I should mention I'm not Talking about dialogue moments there's, there's Actually very little dialogue in the entire movie Much of it is just like there's a sequence With characters just walking across a field That takes fucking forever like Literally like five minutes of yeah. just Walking uh and it's It's intolerable but it was Well, more I, tolerable.
1: well, well I made I made the uh, I made the joke before we started Recording that um That you know because again breaking Down that that wall <laughs> you know looking Behind the curtain here uh mm-hmm. A lot of the times we tend to watch these movies On like I mean I, I rarely Ever go to double speed so It's usually just speed you know One and a half times <laughs> um but uh, but most of this movie I watched on double speed, and those sequences were still obnoxiously long. Yeah, yeah.
2: This is a, this is for your average viewer. This is going to be a tough one to get through. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah. E- even, I, I even mean, for us, it was a little rough sometimes.
1: Uh, honestly, you you said you'd have to be like drunk or stoned or something. I think if you were stoned watching this, you would just fall asleep.
2: Yeah, it would be difficult because there's not a lot to focus on But I will say that there are enough moments of inspiration That I feel like when we describe the plot People are going to be like, oh, I want to see that And you know what, with our audience, maybe some of you do, you fucking weirdos But (laughs) (laughs) it it is certainly not going to appeal to many Um, So I think with that said, maybe we should jump into it And once again, fuck you, Gavin Rye, making us watch this movie Did you just say drump? Drump? I didn't, but uh... <laughs> you totally did. You said, "Let's drump into this." Let's drump into this <laughs> for your health. <laughs> yeah, Drangus. <laughs> Let's talk about directed and written by Charles E. Cullen, 2003's Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack from Cullen Studios. Mo, what's yeah. what's the thing? You know, we, I asked you what the word is that this movie makes you think of. What's the 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 sound that this movie makes you think of the oh the sound the sound uh, uh, pr- probably nope yeah. you're wrong what let me try to <laughs> okay let me stir your memory corn dogs for well, breakfast that's what I was
1: going to say
2: but... tuna <laughs> for supper oh, there's a country song that plays incessantly throughout the running time of Killer Clowns from Kansas on crack I believe it's the very first thing that you hear. It is, it's also the very last thing you hear And it plays several times in full throughout the entire movie yeah. And honestly, it's not It's not that it's a terrible song I mean, it's it's kind of very uh, old school country, right? Very depressing in a lot yeah,
1: of ways Yeah, o- honestly, I mean, as far as the song is, co- is concerned If they played it once at the beginning and once at the end I probably wouldn't have had an issue But the fact that it plays nonstop through the entire movie Is just so irritating <laughs> It is
2: very very irritating uh, uh, The film begins by saying that it's based on a true story And then it corrects itself to say Not, not really. really Which is the uh, level of humor That you're going to get throughout I, I'm actually going to say it right up front There are parts of this movie that made me laugh legitimately And, uh, and we'll talk about those When we get to them I cannot wait to hear what <laughs> those are So we begin at a Wild West Rodeo show, Mo Do they have Wild West Rodeo shows in Connecticut? No No, so you don't know much about the culture around this I know enough, but yeah, I mean, no But you'll find out very, very quickly, you the viewer uh, Some of the technical limitations of Charles E. Cullen's style Which again, I'm only determining from this movie There are uh, a few things that will be consistent throughout the rest of the running time That are shown in just these few first shots of horses and this rodeo show in general Which really is just a collection of horses on some sort of farm it's a constant shift from color to black and white for no reason. Uh, yeah, it's a constant change of. Um, um so word I'm looking for. Oh, you resolution? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, so so the things are get are kind of twisted out of shape. Yeah, use, occasionally filters and things like that. But the other big one, and this is something that goes right back to one of our first episodes. Oh man! Is that every time there's an edit, the sound switches Uh, the sound editing on this is so painfully bad
1: that like I mean like I would have enjoyed this movie so much more if just
2: the sound editing was even remotely I mean just a a hair better Now it's It's gotta be noted That not only Does that take place For when There are dialogue scenes So when two characters Are talking to each other When they switch you, There's an audible Difference in Background quality and, yeah. if so, and if it's The middle of a sentence It'll cut them off To like a different take But this even goes for The song that's playing At the beginning of the movie Yeah And there's no attempt in this particular sequence To make sure that when they edit It matches to where the song was before So, okay, so you're watching a picture a, 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 a shot of a horse Yeah It'll cut to a barn And when it cuts, the song switches to a different part of the song
1: Yeah, essentially what happened was Or at least how, how I imagine this this went down Because, you know, I know a little bit about audio editing mm-hmm. Is that they probably edited the sequence Um, and put this and laid the song in and then realized they needed to change something or wanted to change something and then didn't bother to pull the song out
2: before doing the edits. So they're just chopping shit up it has to either be that and, and especially because 2003 when this came out uh yeah, I mean, nonlinear I editing was like it, it was getting i mean that's right. just a, I, I was doing editing at that point on uh, using adobe premiere and things like that yeah. so so yeah the way that you mentioned is almost certainly how it played out the yeah. other way and this is at least a possibility is that they were actually playing the song into some sort of microphone on set and- uh-
1: yeah, yeah. I see I thought about that too, but I was gonna give them the benefit of the of the I doubt, feel like there's but... no
2: possible fucking way they could have done that. Yeah. But the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's no possible way what you described should have happened, but it something happened. Right. So we get introduced to our first character, which is a fat guy. And a fat guy walks towards the camera. Remember this fat guy? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Mo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So this- if I, if you stop and I don't respond, just keep going because I, <laughs> I just want this fucking thing done with today. <laughs> well,
2: this fat guy is the owner of the Wild West Rodeo Show, and uh- I got to tell you,
1: like at first, because there's, I mean, obviously, no introductions of any characters at all in this movie, right? Um, like, in fact, I think the the uh, uh, the uh, n- noted clowns in the title, I think you don't get. Like any of their names until like 40 minutes into the movie, but or at least I didn't notice them. Well, um, I did, Mo, but that's just me. Well, good for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, the well, never mind, we'll get to him in a second. But, <laughs> but when, when this guy comes walking up, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so is this like some kind of cop, you know? And yeah. then, and then he, then he starts talking, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's he's their boss, but like, there was no way of knowing
2: any of this. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I think that groan that you just made is legitimate. Um, yeah. Okay, so let, let's talk about the clowns for a second, since we're just about to be introduced to them anyway. The clowns right. in Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack are rodeo clowns, so they just have fairly terrible-looking face paint on. Yeah, um, and it
1: doesn't even matter because they're rodeo clowns. It's because, not like you know, like they're it, it, it. It's it's not like Ringling Brothers. They don't need to have the full clown. That's man. true. Yeah, In
2: fact, that's representative of what real rodeo clowns look like To my yeah. experience yeah, Which absolutely. is fairly limited uh, And one of them is named Candy Top Right. He's a little bit shorter And he's a little bit bigger And the other one is Coco And he's a little bit taller and a little bit thinner In classic Abbott and Costello style Hey <laughs> Abbott! <laughs> uh, so this is a, a classic comedy duo of Candy Top and Coco And the uh, the guy who runs the rodeo Comes over to them And he's a little upset you see Because he found two hash pipes So now let me explain Now We already talked about some of the editing problems And the sound editing issues yep. This sequence just goes on forever Because forever. A- after they are accused Of, of, of uh, having these two hash pipes They start to cry and the camera just kind of slowly zooms on them as they cry and then it switches to the other one and he's crying and they go back and forth and they like they can't talk cuz they're crying so much yeah um and so eventually they admit that it was their hash pipes and uh the yeah i was going to say yeah like like okay we should note that this is like
1: 6 minutes into the movie yes And my notes already say, the pacing on this scene is fucking awful. Yeah. You know, six or maybe seven minutes into the movie, and I'm already
2: like, I cannot believe how fucking painful this already is. (laughs) So, this exchange just goes on, as you just mentioned, forever. The boss does mention another character, Possum Booger, who we will be introduced to pretty soon. God, will we? (laughs) But, uh the the explanation from one of the clowns is that the reason that they smoke dope is because they say a feller needs something to keep away the pain all them bulls all that hurt pretty sad sad a sad statement on the uh the life of a rodeo clown
1: but the uh but the boss you know does say i don't know if you have this in the audio clip or not but i mean the boss does say you know uh something that's that's very predictive uh and that uh, you know, he he says, "Well, I don't want people smoking pot because pot's addictive and leads to crack." Right, it's a gateway
2: drug, as we all know. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah, you know, I mean, because I'm on heroin right now. <laughs> well, let's let's it, hear the boss uh, say a little something to these clowns.
1: Uh huh. Let me tell you something, you senseless piece of shit. My rodeo's designed around a family atmosphere, and I'm not risking my reputation. On a few fuckhead dope smoking clowns.
2: So yeah, he's pretty upset. Quality right there. Yeah, it switched to black and white during this part for no reason at all. Uh, <laughs> they both both of the clowns promise that they'll never do it again. Um, and uh, but it doesn't matter. The boss tells him to get the hell out and to take Possum Booger with him. And that makes Fuck. him start to cry again.
1: Fucking Possum Booger.
2: Now, okay, who is Possum Booger? Possum Burger it, <laughs> Possum, Possum
1: Burger, eh? <laughs> Possum Booger is mm-hmm. the um, I guess technically there's four of them
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting uh, point That you're bringing up here
1: <laughs> Yeah, because one of them is just a guy in a chicken suit Which we're never really introduced to Yeah, we're never introduced to at all um, And then Possum Booger is uh, a, a special sort of uh, rodeo clown,
2: in that he is a puppet. Yes. Okay. So that's really important to note that Possum Booger is a puppet because this movie has some characters who are puppets. Yeah. And that's really good because if there were no characters that were puppets in this movie, there would be nothing interesting happening in this movie for that's the tr- entire runtime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion there's um, uh, one puppet character in particular we're
2: probably going to be talking about a lot. Yeah, absolutely, we will. Yeah. So possum booger—it's not possum booger. <laughs> possum booger, uh, when he finds out that they've been fired, he gets very upset. He's pissed, and he blames them for leaving the marijuana pipes out. Uh, and it's honestly—they're pretty good puppets in this movie. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> everything okay? Yeah, sorry, I just
1: dropped something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I sorry. mean, they're, the, Possum Booger is a pretty good-looking puppet. I mean, for this—you know one. what?
1: You know what? Yeah, I mean, in and in, 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 in as far as the puppets are concerned, like. All but one of them are really decent looking puppets I'll give them that much
2: Yeah, and the one that's terrible is Well, we'll talk about him in just a little it's bit <laughs> probably
1: the one we'll be talking about most
2: So that bit at the beginning when I mentioned When they were walking across a field That happens right now And it's literally just five minutes of like sepia-toned footage Of the two rodeo clowns With the guy in the chicken suit And in some angles, Possum Booger is there as a puppet And in some angles, he's not uh, and they just walk They just walk away while the same song just keeps playing Yeah It takes forever In fact, my note says, holy shit, this takes forever Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I I, noted on here I said, I said, I like how they
1: have to shoot this scene from the neck up To make <laughs> it seem like the puppets Like,
2: not a puppet Cinema magic
1: Yeah what? Like, it, there's so much space in the top half of the screen Because it's just shot from, like, shoulders up because it's obvious that that um, I forget if it's Candy Top or Coco is like <laughs> obviously holding it <laughs> like on his hand, you know,
2: I'm cool with that, that, that the thing about I, the- I don't have a problem with that. I actually got a kick out of that, except for the fact that it goes on for like. 20 minutes yeah and that's the thing the 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 kind of randomness of the humor here that's fine that obviously is what they're going for they have a guy Uh, in a chicken suit i love stupid nonsensical
1: random humor that shit will make me laugh like every single time but it's but you can't mix that with with uh comedy torture and expect it to be good it just it they don't mix
2: we are then introduced to a, another <laughs> character. Uh, <laughs> we we are introduced to Brother Kenny and his new civilization cult. And we know it's a cult because we get a look at a computer screen where it has a pamphlet on it, and it says, "Join cult leader." Yeah, <inaudible> join cult leader Brother Kenny and his followers to a new life. Mo, I'm pretty sure that most cult leaders don't describe themselves as cult leaders
1: No, but you know what, though? This is the closest thing to an establishing shot we have in the entire
2: film That's true, though it also goes on forever 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 So, uh, Brother Kenny himself, he's pretty greasy looking When we're introduced to him, he's wearing sunglasses He has a ponytail You know who Uh, he looks like? He looks like um, I have someone who he looks like too. So I want to hear who you think he looks like. He looks like uh, oh god, Paul Heyman. I have written in my notes. He looks like Pauly dangerously.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who knows what we're talking about, Paul Heyman, the the uh, he used to run Extreme Championship Wrestling back in the '90s. He still works with the WWE. This guy looks like Paul Heyman. He looks just like him And I love that a phone rings And it's one of those transparent phones (laughs) From the fucking 80s or or early 90s Where, you know, where you can see all the mechanics inside (laughs) He looks like fucking Gearhead from Rick and Morty (laughs) So, um... Oh, so so the guy is basically making cold calls to people, trying to get them to join up to his cult. <laughs> I love that he's yeah, I, I love that he's uh, that he's taking this like
1: cult thing um, as if it was like a uh, a telemarketer job.
2: I mean, that's what it seems like because he's not just most of his communication is via CB radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. They call him Ham because he enjoys ham radio. <laughs> so he's like radioing out to all of these fucking truck drivers, trying to get them to join his cult. And as he's doing, like honestly, this guy's pretty good as a performer. I mean, he's, he's he's one of the best performances in the film. Though he fucks up lines left and right, Constantly. but he fu- he fucks him up in kind of a, a naturalistic way because all it right. kind of seems like he's making up all of his dialogue anyway. <laughs> Probably is. So, um, they cut to black and white once again. And Brother Kenny calls someone on a different phone He actually picks up a second phone To cold call someone And this fucker is so sweaty Like, they clo- they do a close-up On this guy's forehead And he's just dripping with sweat Literally dripping, yeah And what's great about this is that he's calling this woman And we hear his pitch and stuff And then it just cuts off in the middle of a sentence
1: <laughs> Yeah, and that happens two or three
2: times In this scene <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Uh, then it goes immediately back to color And, uh this time he takes he picks up what is obviously a fake microphone, and yeah. he starts saying like a, a speech, basically a, a monologue towards these truckers on the road. And let's hear a little bit of Brother Kenny's monologue.
0: Breaker, breaker, one nine. This is Brother Kenny of the New Civilization. Brother truckers out on the road. Are you uh, away from your families? Are you lost on the highway? Well, the New Civilization could be the answer. With the new civilization, you'll never be without your family and you'll never be lost on the highway. The new civilization could be the answer to all your problems. The new civilization. All you have to do is call 1-800-555-5555 to, to get more information on the new civilization.
2: Remember- so that cut off right there, that was in the movie. That wasn't yeah, yeah, me that, cutting that cut was off. Us. That's the movie. <laughs> And then and, and then and then okay. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say he, he legit when he speaks in this movie says the new civilization. A thousand times hundreds and hundreds of times yeah <laughs> you
1: know, and, and, and it's and it's funny though because like they set so much stuff up in this movie for Brother Kenny and then yep. follow through with none of it yeah yeah you think that like that's gonna play into something it doesn't it, really at all I was actually really hoping that the story would be more about brother Kenny because he's the only truly enjoyable character in the film uh well that's not true that's not he's true. one of two it's one of two exactly <laughs> um. <laughs> but but then they start and, and so speaking of them setting up something for brother for brother Kenny that means that goes nowhere at all. So after he's done doing these cold calls and 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 yelling out to CB truckers, who by the way, if if anybody ever did that in real life, those truckers would be so pissed off because yep. they're just tying up the line. You know that these guys are trying to use. You know, uh, so he walks into another room. And then just and starts pulling out some candles and lighting them. Yep. You know, and uh, and he sets them up some some on a table, like not in any particular order, just kind of there on a table, and uh, and then he pulls a picture out from this desk drawer, mm-hmm. and then says this.
0: My beloved Rachel, on the bottom of the river, we meet there.
2: <laughs> I loved in a bit of this music Just because it's so weird <laughs> Over the top Ominous and
1: unnecessary
2: You know Which I mean all of that is suggesting That Brother Kenny has this Interesting backstory Which yeah. is going to be explored in some way Never referred to again in any capacity N- Never and that's so annoying
1: Because like, like This entire movie Could have been They could have I mean, the problem is, is there's this, there's another plot line that gets introduced soon enough, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 um, and they could have cut that entire plot line out entirely. Of course, they would have been killing off uh, or cutting out one of the other <laughs> interesting characters in the movie, but. Um, but and and they could have developed this this brother Kenny story more, and it would have been so much more interesting to see, uh, the, like the back and forth, you know, between the clowns and and brother Kenny, you know, and, and that would have been enjoyable because then we could have met more of his his flock, so to speak, because we only meet like one one of his fucking members, you know. I think the problem there is that
2: they just had no people, right? They yeah. had nobody to be those cult and, members and I totally get that. I, I get that. So you mentioned the introduction of or actually you mentioned that we could excise a whole section of the movie and not really lose yeah. anything. And right. that section is introduced right here. Yeah. So we cut to a puppet in a wheelchair. Oh no, this wasn't the
1: section I was talking oh, about. Oh, okay. No, 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 we need this because because if we don't have this segment
2: then we don't have the clowns on crack. That's true Okay, that's so fair we, enough
1: So we need this No, it was the uh, no, Well, actually
2: was... We don't need this particular scene I mean, there's oh, a no, way we to don't need the, We don't need this scene at all <laughs> So this uh, This old man in a wheelchair He uh, talks to another puppet Who is Mrs. Jones And he is he upset at her
1: Jones and me <laughs>
2: That's exactly Probably the song is based on the same person Yeah. Uh, except that was a Mr. Jones And it was made many years before Sure <laughs> So he's upset at her because her crack sales Have been low lately. <laughs> Okay, yeah. he, he basically wants her To sell more crack Yeah. And, and the joke of this whole sequence Is that she tries to explain herself And every time she does He tells her that he didn't ask her to speak And uh, that's the joke And they do it like 30 times And uh, we do learn She references her two adopted boys Who are the ones who are pushing the crack And in fact she starts to cry Because everyone in this fucking movie starts to cry and, uh, and that's really the whole sequence Now when I was watching this And she referred to her Nephews, or sorry, her adopted boys I thought that that was The two rodeo clowns Yeah, I, you know what, it's funny you would say that Because I did too Yeah, because those are a pair of people That we've been introduced to And <laughs> there was not an expectation We'd be introduced to more people at that point Necessarily yeah. um, Okay, so but th- Now this is an unnecessary scene but it does set up something interesting that's about to happen but be- Sure, if, if you want to call it interesting <laughs> So before we get that, we goes back to Brother Kenny for a moment uh, These sequences, by the way, with Brother Kenny, when it goes back to him It's shot in this really weird resolution It looks like it was shot on a webcam or something yeah. um, And we get some really brief stock footage of a big rig
1: Or, or like a really, really early digital camera <laughs> Yeah,
2: though, I mean, it, again, it's, I think it's done on purpose or at least... It's it's Charles E. Cullen's way of adding visual interest is just to put on weird filters and change the resolution around. It. Yeah. Then we get two more puppets. <laughs> Mo describe these two puppets for me. Well, I'll I'll just
1: read from my notes here. Please do. I, I write and now the most racist puppets I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh these are two I said. I said. One of them looks relatively normal, just mm-hmm. kind of brown, sure. and the other one is full-on black-faced, giant lips. Yes. Ra- racist fucking stereotype. Even the voice is fucking
2: ridiculous. Wooey. <laughs> so these two characters are watching a silent movie and laughing hysterically. Yeah, you remember? You remember the uh, the twins from that uh,
1: from that fucking Transformers movie? You know, the one, you know the ones I'm talking about. I'm not sure I do. The 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 transforming twins uh, uh, who are like huck, shucking and jiving and like oh you know, right yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this guy puts them to fucking shame like they're they're like fucking white bread compared. This is I mean this is he he is a rough character.
2: This is a rough character and right from like as soon as you see him you're like oh shit yeah yeah, yeah the worst. Well, I mean
1: anybody who's on our Facebook group. Saw me post the picture with just the caption
2: What the fuck <laughs> And the horrible The most horrible thing about it Is that that character is the best character in the movie Yeah Yeah he really is He's the only one who's legitimately funny Now almost certainly it's all. It seems like that dialogue is all improvised It's just shouting every line but it's so random that sometimes it is legitimately pretty funny,
1: yeah, it, there are really like legit funny moments with this one particular character.
2: so this character, this is them watching a silent movie up And it goes on like that. <laughs> Like this. Yeah, that whole scene thing was the
1: movie that they're watching is just like it's just like planes flying. Yeah, around. it's just a guy like,
2: in like a yeah. plane and it's silent and. Yeah. <laughs> but they're supposed to be high on crack, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, presumably. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it cuts back to Brother Kenny for a second, and he almost falls out of his chair, but doesn't matter. So Mrs. Jones, she walks into the room with these two black puppets. That's the only way I can describe them, and I apologize; it's not the most sensitive. It's... It's yeah, it's not sensitive but it's accurate. So, they have a conversation. She's like super nice. She's like an older puppet woman. Yeah. And and like the joke is that she's almost too nice, right? Yeah, I would
1: have liked to have seen more of her too.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit of established. Honestly, if it was just if it was a movie about these puppets with no human characters, it would be way more interesting it would as well. So much better. You know, and it's it's so much it's so funny to, to think about like
1: how they could have done an entire movie based on any one subsection of this movie and that movie probably would have been better yeah you know? not a full movie definitely not a full length <laughs> film but like maybe like a 30 minute short you know or, or let's be more realistic a 15 minute short you know just about any one set of characters from this film i would have loved to have seen an entire movie just with these three puppets
2: Directed by someone else Directed um,
1: by someone else Yeah. So
2: this sequence So she's trying to explain to these puppets That they need to sell more crack That it's very important And they seem to not understand her at all And the one puppet that we've mentioned before Just screams random shit throughout the entire sequence And I have to say This next thing I'm going to play I thought was the funniest line in the movie by about a thousand percent. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So she says, you need you need <laughs> you need to sell more crack. You need to get out there and sell more crack and he says
0: Now I want you boys to know that I am very, very proud of you. I painted the basement last week. I painted half the basement. Oh, I know you did too. Oh,
1: I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and the, the best part about that is you can hear the Miss Joe, whoever's controlling Miss Jones or doing her voice, <laughs> you, you hear them crack, yes. you know, because that line is so fucking random and like, <laughs> and like perfect. It's like the one, like, Perfect moment in this film. I painted
2: the basement last week. I painted half the basement. His next line after that, and I really should have got it. It's just that I was worried I'd have too much of his dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a woman on the TV the other night, and some man He's was fucking her. her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's like every every line that he interrupts her with is just kind of gold. None of them, none of them, as good as the "I painted the basement last week" line. <laughs> because then after that, she she and every time he says something, he goes, "Oh, I'm so proud of you." Yeah, you know? That's right. And she's like, "She's like
2: selling crack has given you a purpose." <laughs> By the way, <laughs> if you're to, wondering why like, we don't, I don't. Why don't we have popcorn? We watch TV. And... <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering why we don't have any dialogue from the other puppet, that puppet doesn't talk. Yeah, because he's like deaf. He's supposed to be deaf, which yeah. makes them watching the silent movie, I guess,
1: make a little bit more he sense. Makes a little bit more sense. But we don't find out that the puppet's deaf for, like, another 20
2: minutes into the movie. We're a half hour in, by the way. Yeah, we're a <laughs> half, half an hour in. So, uh, then we get back to... <laughs> t- we get back to... Where's
0: the basement last week! I bet it! Half the basement! Half the basement!
2: <laughs> back to Brother Kenny. Oh, and- do we have to? <laughs> and at this point, I'm sick of Brother Kenny. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, there, there actually, there's there's actually a slow pan over all of this CB radio equipment, and the guy who owned the rodeo from before, he uses a CB radio to contact the mayor for some reason instead of phoning him, and which he is, is, which is weird because oh no, no never
1: mind never mind never mind they make, in retrospect it makes sense go ahead
2: right so his he introduces himself and he says that he fired his three rodeo clowns and he was worried that there's going to be trouble. Uh, because he thinks that marijuana has destroyed their brain, which actually ends up being true, apparently. Uh, Oddly
1: enough, makes makes total sense. Like the, these, these these high as fuck clowns are the most motivated clowns I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, like like generally. I mean, I don't know about you, and I'm not gonna like indict myself here or anything uh-huh. like that. I mean, like you know, any, anytime I smoke, I just want to sit on the couch and like fucking like l- lay there. I don't want to do stuff. Well, maybe
2: they ran out of money for smoke. Well, they they clearly did. <laughs> the the great thing is when they cut to the um, mayor, it's just this stock footage of a guy, and they've dubbed over him responding to this person's face. <laughs> and that you know what I found that to be a gen, uh, like a like a genuine
1: laugh as well, um, like the voice that they used, and that obviously that it doesn't match the lip movement, you know. <laughs> like I thought that was really funny too, but uh, but it's it sucks that. Like the two, like really, like legitimately funny moments in the film
2: are, are both like a half an hour in. So the mayor says that he knows what to do. He's going to send a U.S. marshal from Utah, who has worked in clown cases in the past. <laughs> That's when it switches to the U.S. marshal, our last main character to be introduced. I think it's our last main character,
1: and main character, yeah, yeah. So
2: describe the U.S. marshal to me.
1: All right, so okay. um... he looks like Tommy Wiseau. He does look a little like Tommy Wiseau He looks like a, a combination of Tommy Wiseau And Iggy Pop
2: Yes, because very thin, very light Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. very um, Gout, is that the right word? Gaunt? Gout?
2: Gaunt, Gaunt is the right word, the
1: right word. <laughs> He yeah, may he, have you gout know, He's hobbling around because he's got a problem with his toe you know? uh, very Too high much fat. organ meat I think is Very, what we
2: very, very high fat diet
1: um, Oh god, sometimes my brain uh, Anyway, anyway So yeah, so uh, and he's you know he's very uh, very cowboy esque you know uh, because he has a cowboy hat on because he has a cowboy hat on. There's I mean there's not really much about him except for the fact that he's wearing a fake nose.
2: He has a fake nose. He has a big rubber nose on.
1: Like, I feel like I feel like they did with him what, like, a lot of, like, the 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 more uninspired, like, Star Trek characters they did with, you know It's like, ah, oh, we're gonna make him an alien, just slap a prosthetic on his face, he's fine
2: This is you not know? the most convincing rubber nose I've ever seen No, 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 no obviously <laughs> So, uh, it also should be mentioned, because I know there are some people listening right now, they're like, looks like Tommy Wiseau Don't you know who that is? Yes, uh, the director, Charles E. Cullen, plays the U.S. Marshal in this yes. film uh, and you can tell that. Just for the record, nobody was thinking that. <laughs> At least one person was. The, yeah, the, you well. can tell Charles E. Cullen played this character because he's a useless character but gets a shitload of screen time. <laughs> Which is what. Yeah, because he's, he's the one guy who's always going to be there. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> so I then. Okay, so the idea is that he's kind of a a, a cowboy, a U.S. Marshal, of course, in Utah, and he has to get to Kansas in order to. Um, in order to kind of get together with these clowns, right? So mm-hmm. he will, in a moment, get on a <laughs> small horse, <laughs> a hey, pony, a bo- hey, burro, <laughs> and take off for Kansas. But before he does it's that, it's not a pony, man. That's a donkey. I thought it was a donkey. I wrote it was a donkey, but I couldn't say for sure that it was a donkey.
1: Well, I, I, I maybe it's not. I don't know. Now I'm second guessing myself,
2: but I, I would I would think it was a donkey. Well, I'll tell you, in that sequence,s there's at least one jackass. But before we get to any of that, we need you. you are correct, sir. (laughs) We need three straight minutes of Charles E. Cullen dancing. You know what? I found this scene to be kind of
1: enjoyable too, because (laughs) because you know, I mean, like I like I said, I really I like random humor. I I, and so like the idea that that we have this guy who's kind of like I'm assuming this is supposed to be like a flashback. Oh, is it? Maybe it's why like it's. Se- I don't know. It just it just felt like a flash because it was in black and white. Perhaps, <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, but but like, just the, just the fact that it cuts to this seemingly random, you know, moment of this character who we've just been introduced to. We know nothing about. You know nothing about him, and he's just like moonwalking and like you know doing the robot. And- And the robot And honestly The dancing wasn't that bad It's pretty good dancing Again just went on For way too fucking long Like
2: when we say It went on for uh, Too long We're not exaggerating at all That entire song From the beginning of the movie It starts And it goes all the way through And it ends And he just dances The whole time Yeah So if that sounds like Something you want to see (laughs) It is um, I I will say that In terms of a unique way Of padding out The running time of your movie (laughs) Having three minutes of your character just dancing, yeah, it's, that's a unique one.
1: And honestly, I, I I think the reason why I can relate to this one in particular, like this per this one particular padding scene, is because it feels like something I would have done. You know, like, <laughs> Fair like, enough. like like when I like when I when I, when I make uh, skits <laughs> and, and stuff. The only difference is, I mean, the only difference is I would have done it for five minutes straight. And my entire movie length Would have been 15 minutes
2: <laughs> that, that does sound ideal yeah. So then we cut to a sign And the sign says Northern Utah and I watched this on three times speed, and it seemed to just stay on this sign forever. I yeah. can't even imagine how long it was there for just regular yeah, speed. Yeah, right, right. Because uh, that
1: was another thing we were talking about is, I, I think I already mentioned this, is how watching this on double speed, and I can't believe you watched this on three times speed. Just uh, no, just,
2: just, just while it's on this sign that says no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, because I watched it on double speed, and you're right, just... Forever. Forever. Just a really long time. So then we see the, the U.S. Marshal get ready to leave. He uh, puts handcuffs around his own wrist for some fucking reason. Um, no, no, I, I totally get that because, like, he had the other one open and ready. <laughs> He's in yeah. a different state.
1: I'm I'm not saying it made sense. <laughs> I'm just saying I understand why he would do it.
2: So he puts on a vest with a sheriff's badge for some reason. Or I guess a US Marshal's badge. Marshal's badge. Come on. And uh then he talks to a guy in a hoodie who also has a fake nose. I guess he's a relative. Uh, uh but assume it's his son. Yeah, I guess so. Uh it's and a younger younger person. So he tells he tells this younger person that he has some work to do in Kansas and that he'll see him in the spring, like this is supposed to take place in the eighteen fucking hundreds.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Like, what year do you think this is supposed to take place? in? CB radios, no cell phones apparently, but definitely transparent phones from the early nineties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I
1: yeah, I, I would have guessed that this that this took place in the nineties.
2: <laughs> sure. Why not?
1: Except for the U.S. Marshall scenes, which take place in the eighteen nineties.
2: <laughs> the camera slowly pans over some toilets and sinks. For yeah, because, because he tells him, "Because I'll be back in, I'll be back
1: in the spring." You know, <laughs> You make sure this place is cleaned up before you know before I get back. And he and it pans over just this fucking disaster mess.
2: <laughs> and then he grabs a saddle, puts it on what might be a donkey, but certainly looks like a tiny horse. It's uh, de Boro. Drinks a beer, and then he goes off into the snow. Now they're gonna cut back to him a few times in the rest of this movie where he's supposed to be traveling to Kansas, and he's obviously just a few feet from where he was. <laughs> because for one thing, where he is in Utah, it's Covered in snow, yeah. And Kansas, whenever they go back to it, is not. Yeah, yeah. So that's hilarious. Back to Brother Kenny, who now has a satellite dish for some reason in his hand, uh, and he's talking to truckers about the Christmas season. So that is explains why there is snow in Utah. <laughs> but uh, this is the sequence where he's in front of the big rig, which is covered in Christmas lights. I just I just noticed something I wrote in my notes here. I said
1: I said I guess the poor editing is supposed to be funny. It's not
2: <laughs> I don't know if it is or not It's not Yeah, so it's funny, uh, this sequence is kind of interesting Because we, he's just like shouting all of his uh, new civilization nonsense While he's in front of this big rig But it, like, it cuts to like these vehicles driving by <laughs> Just like, just a bunch of cars just driving Actually a lot of big rigs actually yeah. driving by uh, I guess that's that, that. It's so strange that he's supposed to be trying to appeal to these truckers But that never plays out in any way so it doesn't matter. He could have been trying to reach out to anybody. Yeah, and I. But I love how he would shout out to specific trucks as they drive by. You, sir, <laughs> <laughs> like like they they are listening to him no matter what. Uh, so then we. Are introduced back, back introduced (laughs) To the two black puppets Who are pushing a wagon Which has got crack on it And says, crack by the rock And crack for sale See, and and again, this was another visual
1: joke That I thought really worked You know, like, it's like them Riding around on this Like, bicycle Like, ice cream cart Selling crack I mean, that's hilarious (laughs) Hilarious! <laughs> Two puppets pushing a
2: crack a ice cream cart. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and like I love, I love. Oh God, I love, love, love that there's a there that that they cut to this wide shot uh, of them of the puppets <laughs> on you know in their little crack cart and like you can clearly see that somebody's just pulling it with a string. Yep. Uh, and, and like and like that that was one of that was probably my other big laugh of the movie. Cuz I mean, I don't know if they if they meant to show the string or not. I don't and I don't even care. Just the fact that like they cut to a wide shot, you know, and like actually put some effort into a moment in this film, you know, and just to to have them pulling it on the string, I'm like that's
2: So good I loved that so much It cuts from these puppets To literally just water Flowing Yeah, (laughs) I remember seeing that and I'm like Holy shit is that what This movie is going to be from now on Literally like paint drying Um, But it actually is supposed to transition to A bridge a tunnel under a bridge Which is where our two rodeo clowns Currently exist and are crying Still Uh, And in fact it's not just the two rodeo clowns They also have the chicken with them and we see the, the, I'm going to call them the Crack Twins Or the Crack Brothers Passing by overhead And then it just, these characters all meet together The, the Crack Brothers uh, Are pushing their cart along And they run into the rodeo clowns And they offer to sell them crack Yeah, well that maybe makes sense Right, it, it seems like a match made in heaven But unfortunately The, the, um, the clowns don't have any money but, uh, you, th- thankfully, the notable, the talking <laughs> puppet has a good pitch for why, uh, for why they should do crack. Let's listen to that. My brother, see, my, my brother can't hear. He ain't been able to hear since he was a baby. It's some, his ears is all fucked up. So when he was born, he had all kinds of problems. And his ears is fucked up. He can't hear out of them. He ain't been able to hear since he's a baby. And then he's got a lot of other problems, too. It just stuff. All he's been fucked up since he's a baby, and I'm an alcoholic, but I'm a functional alcoholic. I can go to my job and still get things done, but then I but I drink a lot. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> so that's great, man. That's offensive. I mean, really, it's super is offensive. <laughs> So they don't have any money, but because they're trying to make a sale here or long term, they're investing. The uh, the the puppet gives them half a gram of crack for free, and even throws in a can for them to smoke it out of. Oh God! I don't know much about smoking crack. I have to be totally honest.
1: I'm a functional alcoholic. I'm I going to my job. I can get shit done, but I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> you love that guy. Oh. <laughs> I've in half the basement. I, I painted the basement last week. I painted half the basement.
2: <laughs> so uh, the clowns take the crack and they go smoke it. And there's so- a great there's a great moment where
1: the, where uh, I believe it's Coco is going to light up and he knocks the can and the entire crack rock that was in there just falls right out. <laughs> And he's just and, and like they're like, Oh, scene must go on he
2: just, <laughs> he just lights up the nothing that's on the can. I like the response to Smoking Crack is he was right. I feel good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, motherfucker
1: <laughs> I, I love I love how the uh how do they ever give those character the puppet the black puppets names? Do they have names? No, I don't believe
2: so. No, I don't think they do. And the I, IMDb I... doesn't have any names for any of the characters.
1: Yeah, I just I just kept calling him the racist one. Um yes. It, it, how he explained how he, like he got into detail explaining
2: to them not to shoot it up, just to smoke it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the, sadly, that is the last time we're going to see those characters, the 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 puppets. It's a real shame. Uh, it's a real shame because we certainly could have used them in the rest of this movie, which is about to go into a really unpleasant place. <laughs> sure. So they are
1: now addicted. We to crack. Also, We should also mention that this movie. We're forty five minutes into the movie right now. And the and the main characters are doing the thing that they're supposed, you know, that the title of the film says. It took them forty five minutes to get to. Yep, that's
2: exactly right. <laughs> Got a problem with that? Well, yeah. So they're now addicted to crack, and crack, as you and I both know, turns you into a homicidal maniac immediately. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say is whack. It is pretty whack, uh, yeah. and it's especially whack in this movie because we then see a little girl. Skipping through a field with a basket She has pigtails and drawn-on freckles on her face But is legitimately a little girl Like, uh, I can't estimate these things Like, wait, ten, maybe? Ten, twelve, maybe Something like that Um, And so we see, as she skips through the field That um, the puppet, what's his name again? Booger? Uh, Possum Possum Booger (laughs) And the clown, uh, Candy Top, are watching her from afar, yeah, and this is this is
1: where we start to learn that Possum Booger is a repugnant character. Just
2: yeah, he's a pretty rough dude, and yeah. he hasn't even smoked crack for all we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All we've seen is candy top and cocoa smoke. So this is a little girl. They ask her to come over, saying that they have candy, which is the traditional way to get a child to come over to see you, right? Um, and at, when she does come over, first they punch her, then when she's down, they kick her. Yeah, and. Uh, Coco, uh, uh, for a moment uh, Who's also there uh, He gets upset and starts to cry for a moment uh, and she yeah, has he's, a... he's the only
1: one Who seems to show any kind of shame Or remorse for what they're doing Though it's very brief <laughs> it's,
2: it's always in very brief stints Then the movie, for some reason Slowly zooms in on each one of their faces Um... Yeah, yeah, they're each looking directly
1: at the camera and you have that slow zoom in. And I like I and at first cuz they start with possum Booger, mm-hmm. which is it's it's a little disconcerting to have a puppet
2: staring at you. Yes, it is. You which know? I guess is probably part of the point.
1: Yeah, right. And then it goes to, you know, it goes to the other two and if, and if, and not not the not the chicken, thank goodness, cuz that would have been just horrifying, <laughs> but you know, and and then they do something really weird that that made me kind of crack up a little bit, but it wasn't particularly funny. Is that they cut to Possum Booger, <laughs> who has a switchblade? Yes, he does, and it's it's really obvious that they're desperately trying to get the switchblade to open. <laughs> you know, so that so they have to cut away again to show Possum Booger like holding the. Uh, first off, I hate saying that fucking name, but um. <laughs> to show to show them ho-
2: him holding it differently so that they could hide another hand underneath it better to open. <laughs> so yeah, so he opens up a switchblade and a puppet opening up a switchblade is actually pretty great. It uh, it was, you know, if they had done it right, you know, <laughs> it, it would have been a, just a really great moment, but <laughs> then Candy Top kicks her in the face and she spits up some fake blood. This is a kid, mind you. Yeah. Then the puppet Possum booger slices her up with a switchblade. Fucking possum booger. Then Candy Top takes out a gun, points it at her, and shoots her. Yeah. So they kill a little kid, and uh, it's. I think it's supposed to be somewhat disturbing or maybe funny, but it is neither because it's so boring. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I mean, like I, honestly, I I almost kind of get a kick out of when like
1: movies will go so far as to kill kids in them, but yeah, you know, uh, I I like. You know, when a film will push that envelope, but to do it in such a fucking boring way. Also, where the fuck did they get the gun? And if they hadn't the got, gu- if they had the gun before, then I why, know. why didn't they just fucking like
2: rob the the, the crack puppets? <laughs> it doesn't seem like they have any moral, a obli- uh, moral difficulty with doing something like that. Right. I mean, or, or are they trying to say that now
1: because they, they are on crack that they have that they lost all their morals? Because they didn't seem to have any to begin with So I don't know why they would have, like, why it would have been such a big deal
2: Okay, we're almost an hour into the movie So, in fact, we are an hour So <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to skip through these next two parts really quickly Oh
1: God, please, do
2: First we see Brother Kenny He has a giant transmitter He's broadcasting to airplanes Talks a bunch of horse shit That's all that happens Are
1: you on autopilot Going the <laughs> wrong direction?
2: <laughs> then they cut In black and white Back to the U.S. Marshal Who I mentioned before He's on horseback But he's literally Just a few feet From where he was before <laughs> And then we see uh, Another young woman In this t- case a uh, Thankfully not a child anymore uh, A young woman Walking along some train tracks And she car- she's carrying A guinea pig Yep And ca- Candy Top And Possum Booger Are sitting on the rails And and they're watching her. And one thing I did notice in this scene is that the camera lens is filthy. <laughs> oh yeah, gross. <laughs> so candy top and possum approach the woman. She looks really happy at first. Um, she's adorable too. Like uh, she's you an know, attractive young woman.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, it just, and, and and like it's it's such a weird juxtaposition to everything else in this movie. Just just saying.
2: It it it, it did it did leave me with the question: Is what is she doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. What is she doing here, and why isn't she in more of the movie? Like, okay, why now?
2: They could. I don't know. Whatever. I have a serious question for you, Moses. Yeah, please. Possum Booger undoes his shirt. Yeah, and what do we see? Like some fucking puppet titties. He's got some fine puppet titties. Yeah, man. He's he
1: like like that's ranking right up there with the suburban Sasquatch. For- I don't know why he has those. Yeah. It's I mean, never... I, I guess it's maybe. I mean, maybe he's they're supposed to be like you know pecs or
2: whatever, but it does not look like that. It Does not look like that. He at has all. nipples. He
1: definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, he would have had nipples anyway. I mean, well, man, I
2: understand, but a puppet doesn't nipples. necessarily have. It's not a man. It's a puppet.
1: <laughs> it's a puppet. Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's got some. He's got some, uh, he's got some little, little puppet titties. So he took off his shirt for no reason. A candy top then approaches the woman and asks for the pig. She refuses So he grabs it out of her hands And bites it Yeah, just bites down And like just tears it to bits Uh, And then it (laughs) We see the kind of pile of guts That came out of this thing Oh, you mean SpaghettiOs
1: and Chicken Nuggets? Yeah, SpaghettiOs
2: and Chicken Nuggets He starts picking up like piece by piece And like naming which organ they're supposed to be (laughs) Before he eats it That's long But... (laughs) Like they're legitimately just like spaghettios yeah, yeah. <laughs> small intestines, and then probably the weirdest thing or second weirdest thing in the entire movie happens uh, so oh
1: yeah okay okay
2: okay, so what happens is the for some reason that woman stuck around I don't know why yeah she's just hung hanging out <laughs> so a train they can hear a train coming on the tracks. So possum booger tells candy top to tie the woman to the tracks,
1: and there's a great little moment here, and you know, and I understand why why the girl would have wanted to do this, you know, but there's a, so there's a moment where they have to drag her, you know, from where she is to to the train tracks, and there's a and like they like the blocking that they decided to use <laughs> is just the fucking worst, <laughs> yes. and there's a great moment where you see her being kind of dragged and she's obviously now wearing jeans. Yes. You know, <laughs> under her skirt. And again, I totally understand why she would want to do that. But it's just it's just so fucking ridiculous <laughs> and funny to just see that reverse shot now of, of of her legs
2: and now she's all of a sudden wearing jeans. So speaking of ridiculous, oh my god. You listener who have not seen Kansas City Killer Clowns <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Who haven't seen this movie? Uh, you might be wonder, well, how are they gonna do a train running over a person? Let no. me tell you. They have a shot shots of the train tracks <laughs> with a cutout of a train <laughs> that has been animated to go on it. And instead of showing the woman on the train tracks, they also have a cutout of her yeah. and they've animated it so when it hits her, like a bunch of body parts just go all over the place. But it's basically an animated sequence.
1: Yeah, and you know what? You, you know what?
2: On double speed, it was actually kind of enjoyable. It was certainly unexpected. It was it, very unexpected. Uh, if you were, <laughs> I mean, it's not realistic looking, but no. it's not—it's not meant to be at all. So no, I love—I love how they—they. They, I mean, and and they do the same thing again where
1: they just overdo the scene to you know add fucking nausea, and. Um, and, and and every single time the train comes Directly at the camera And then once it gets to the camera It just disappears Yes,
2: of course it does Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the US Marshal Who we see is just riding around in the snow But we do get a title card yeah. On the screen saying Kansas He's Now officially in Kansas And <laughs> For just a moment, by the way, we see the U.S. Marshal walk by Brother Kenny And they will have, even though they will be in another scene together They have no communication in the movie None, The U.S. Marshal arrives at the Rural Retreat Mercantile Which seems to be from some sort of old-timey village Yeah, I guess, I, I have no idea because he goes inside And we see Who are four Obviously recreationists Like uh, <laughs> uh You know Like Civil War Recreationists But like right. You know They're looking old timey In a way that's obviously fake
1: Yeah uh, I, I don't know if I'd say Civil War I mean like Well there's one like, guy is in like a uniform isn't Oh not he is looks- Yeah I guess I guess Yeah I mean They definitely look like Like it's like Like there's some like they're, fr- I can't fucking talk today, Jesus! Uh-huh. <laughs> like they're, like they're from some kind of like Wild West review show, or something, something like that.
2: that, right? So they're they're sitting around a table. We see a woman scrubbing the floor. There's, and there's into- an obvious Wild Bill Hickok in there. Yes, they, I mean honestly, if you think of this movie as taking place in present day, which you should, they look ridiculous. <laughs> they, do. they do look very ridiculous. So the U.S. Marshal approaches uh, one of the women that are there, and they have this exchange. What is this place?
1: It's a mercantile. My brother and sister and I run it. We sell whiskey, clothing, and we offer lodging.
0: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Ma'am, you've seen any of these clowns. Quality music. <laughs> I just left that in because that is the only audio I have of that character. Yeah. Uh and that's pretty much like this scene is so fucking weird. He, he shows them the pictures of the clowns, yeah. which again are like wanted posters from the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. The turn of the other century. Right. Um <laughs> and um he asks all the gentlemen around the table about the clowns. And he threatens to whip their asses if they don't give him his answers. And they all look like they don't know what's going on Because why the fuck would they? Yeah, right They had no idea <laughs> So a woman, while he's like asking questions One of them tries to leave the room And he shoots her in the head Square in the head And no one reacts at all Right, not positively, not negatively Nothing They just don't react Yeah Then he sees a coat that's hanging on the wall Yeah, like a suit It's a suit And it's got like a rooster crest on it Yeah <laughs> And he has a conversation with that woman, like from before And she tells him that it used to belong to Porter Wagner And it costs $3,000 Which is exactly the same as the bounty on these clowns So he decides he's going to take the suit And come back later after he catches the clowns to pay it back Why is any of this necessary to be in the fucking movie? Well, probably because they want to establish
1: an, establish him changing his outfits But it it doesn't make any sense why they would want to do that because they've never they haven't given a shit about establishing anything else in the film. We
2: don't know anything about this guy except that he dances. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and of course this woman comes on to him because he is the director. Oh yeah. And he of course tells her to fuck off basically. You you know what
1: it's like. It's like any Vincent Gallo film where somebody tells him he has a big cock.
2: Yes, exactly. I mean, it's. I mean, honestly, yes, that's exactly a good comparison. Yeah. Um. She he tells her to get her hands off of him. (laughs) Oh, and he also asks if there's anyone else who lives there, and she mentions. Oh, oh, he actually refers to the fact that she mentions she had a sister, and where is she? And we learn that the person he killed was her sister. Of course. So, that's all that happens here.
1: Well, and we find out. uh, We find out that her was it her. Brother or no that there's a guy there who works For brother Kenny
2: who works for brother Kenny He's basically one of their cult members and in fact he's The only cult member we'll we'll ever see We ever meet yeah now we get what I can say is the only creepy Moment in the entire movie It's kind of fucked up actually yeah So we have this shot from the outside Of a house and we can see In through the window and Looking in through the window we see the two clowns And they're torturing a puppet Yeah is it supposed to be A puppet well, it's, I don't think it is because we see its son in a second But yeah. it's its a puppet Yeah uh, So they're torturing a person that is a puppet And we see a kid in zombie makeup Who's asking for his daddy And we see him walk downstairs like a zombie with his arms out yeah. I don't know why he's dressed like a zombie Because they thought it would be fun uh, And as he goes downstairs into the basement or wherever where th- That's where the uh, clowns are Like... The lights start kind of flashing on right, and right. off, and it gets all kind of weird, and it's just screaming and torture. And this is as close as the movie ever gets to feeling like it wants to feel for the rest of the running time. Right. It's actually kind of effective, and in some ways, because you see like a lot of guts piled up, it feels kind of Todd Cheesy for a second as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: honestly, I you know I I liked this scene. I thought it was good. Uh, it's one of the very few moments in the movie that I would actually describe as good, but. It but goes on forever It does go on forever like everything else in this movie And I Absolutely adore The kid in the zombie makeup <laughs> yeah, you know, Because he keeps looking Directly at the camera And every time he does I get the biggest Like chuckle <laughs> I understand he's a kid you know And that he's obviously not a professional Actor but I just I love that He constantly is looking Directly at the camera
2: I like that anyone who's ever filmed anything like any sort of fictional content before. Everyone knows that the first thing you always say to everybody who's an amateur is don't look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do look at the camera, you'd say, Oh look, we're gonna stop and start again. This time don't look at the camera. This time <laughs> in this movie, the kid just stares at the fucking camera the yeah, whole time. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's great. I love it.
2: So this ends with the clowns shooting the the basically the corpse yeah. that they have tied up and that's how that part ends. Yeah, in, y- interesting sequence. Yeah. That cuts then to a sack with a dollar sign taped to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we see literal bags of money. So, Brother Kenny has apparently raised fourteen point uh, three million dollars in cash, which makes his cold calling to seem. You think he'd have an employee to be doing this sort of shit? Well, if he... you, know, you know what the thing is is that it seems like it seems like most of
1: the time he's collecting money, it's from like credit cards because like we we get that scene earlier where he asks the guy for his his major credit card and his social security number. <laughs> right. why, why anybody would give that over the phone, um, you know? So it's like. Uh, why do you have all these bags of cash? I mean, I guess he probably has like actual people
2: there too, but so I don't know. He, he the, the the brother of the woman who ran, ran the mercantile. His name is Jack. Did we establish he the... that he's her brother? Uh, I think he did. She did say that. Okay. All right. So anyway, but anyway, it's a person she knows is Jack. Jack is in the scene. Brother Kenny is asking Jack to uh, bring this money. To um somewhere I can't remember. Where. It's out, know, out of the country. Out of the country. Exactly right. <laughs> so while they're there having this conversation, something happens here that's really amazing, actually. Yeah. So they have this conversation, and and Brother Kenny's phone rings, and he discovers that someone just turned in another twenty five dollars. And because he loves money, he goes off to get that money, and he says he'll be right back. Mm-hmm. But but he tells Jack to stay there and keep an eye on all of this fourteen million dollars. Right. So they're having this conversation like face to face, and Jack's only line is, "Okay, boss, you can count on me." Then the phone rings. Brother Kenny leaves, and then it cuts to Jack again, and he goes, "Okay, boss, you can count on me." To nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like, like, the, like, they didn't, they did not plan it that way originally, but they thought it was funny after they edited it like that, and, yeah. and it actually is pretty funny. No, it
1: is, it is. It's and then
2: he says, "Boy." This would be a good time for me to take a leak <laughs> And then he just leaves just Leaves With this 14 million dollars in cash <laughs>
1: Right in front of him Of course wh- wh- Yeah, I mean, like, of course Why why, Brother Kenny wouldn't have said You know, why don't you Go get the 25 dollars And I'll stay with the money because- Oh, there's a lot of
2: questions yeah. if you wanted to start asking questions Yeah, yeah, I guess
1: I, sh- I, guess I shouldn't Open that can of worms <laughs> For one Why would you tape the dollar sign To the fucking bag <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, Are they taped Or are they pinned Maybe they're pinned I, It doesn't make a difference It doesn't make a difference It's ridiculous <laughs> No matter what So
2: nearby The clowns are pulling a wagon along For no good reason Yeah where'd they get the fucking trailer Yeah it's a trailer That's right yeah. So they have a trailer That they are just pulling along
0: yeah, and it and, says
2: like rodeo clowns like on the fucking
1: trailer. Yeah, and like and and they and the one of the clowns says something to the you know to to sort of establish that they've had this the whole time. Yeah, but they we haven't seen this thing once. Nope.
0: This and is an hour and
1: a, this is an hour and twenty minutes into the. Fucking We're almost movie. done. The movie's, yeah. almost the movie's almost over. Movie's almost over.
2: Which is good because I gotta go. <laughs> so so uh, they. Go over to this car where the money is inside But they don't go because they see the money They do it because they want to hitch the trailer to it So they don't have to carry it for a second Right, exactly And then they see something in the vehicle And then they have this conversation What's this
0: stuff? What is it? It's money Are you thinking what I'm thinking? We could
2: turn the trailer into a crack lab. Every other situation in any movie ever where someone says, Do you think, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And the person says something dumb like, We're going to turn the trailer into a crack lab. Yeah. It's meant to be the joke that, of course, they're not going to do that. Yeah. In this case, they absolutely, that's what they're going to do is turn their trailer into a crack lab. By the way, the trailer is like, what, three feet high? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those little, like, um,. Like, like a family going on
1: vacation. Like when they pull the trailers behind them, that that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's not, tiny. It's not big. It's not. It's not meant for people to be in.
2: So they get in the van, and they drive off. Yeah, this van full of money, which also had the fucking keys in it. Um, Jack notices what's happening because he was taking a leak. He gets in the front of the car, and they hit him. And it's very difficult to explain what happens next. He
1: dies in probably the most ridiculous fashion possible. I mean,
2: you can see what they probably wanted it to look like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not <laughs> what it looked like at all. At, like, there's a like a quick shot of him being hoisted in the air and spinning around. Yeah. With a rope attached to him, uh, and there's also like a an actual dummy that gets hit. Yeah. And all throughout this, they're just blasting the horn for no reason at all. Just laying on the horn. <laughs> and I, so brother I, yeah sorry. I I was
1: I, I was just moving along. Uh yeah, so brother, brother Kenny uh like like does like a call to arms to all the truckers, you know, and like to all of his people to uh to to find these these clowns, and it's great because they're like like this dude must have gotten so fucking lucky because there just happened to be a helicopter flying by at some point, so he grabs some sh- some footage of it. And, it's
2: just this far off shot of yeah, a helicopter,
1: super far off shot of a helicopter, you know. And uh, and we hear the helicopter, you know, like sort of explaining where these the clowns have gone, you know, and the marshal hears it and and then, and then it just like jump cuts to Brother mm-hmm. Kenny being to where the clowns are, yes. like there's no like 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 you have no idea why or how he got there, you know, because for all intents and purposes, his vehicle's gone, yeah, you know, but he's just there all of a sudden, so
2: they're in this open field, yeah. All of the characters Okay, so the two clowns Theoretically Possum Booger In fact, not theoretically He's there as well And so is the chicken So is the chicken We also have the marshal And we have brother Kenny Yeah We we see that they all have guns Yes Okay We see them all separately We never see them together in any shots Nope There is now a good like six, seven minutes Of characters just shooting guns at nobody that sometimes they're pointing in one direction. Sometimes they're pointing in the other. Yeah, you can't. You have no sense of how far away they are from each other. Oh. How it seems like sometimes characters get hit, but then it doesn't seem like they were hit at all. There,
1: there, there's a there's a spot in my notes here where I say watching Brother Kenny cock his pistol is probably the funniest thing. <laughs> you know, one of the funniest moments in this movie because it takes him like both hands. You know, like, like really, really hard <laughs> to, to just to cock the pistol once. So watching him try to fire off like six or seven shots
2: consecutively is just ridiculous. Now these guns are old timey guns for the most part. Yeah, and they shoot like they shoot with like a big, real muzzle flash. Actually, just a big bunch of smoke comes out of yeah. it. Yeah, though the shotguns. For the most part, don't make any noise at all. So they just shoot and nothing comes out. <laughs> it's like kids playing with guns. Yeah. Like fake guns. And then I I, I want you to tell me what happens here, Mo, With the marshal? <laughs> so Coco tells Candy Top to aim for the chicken on the marshal's suit. Yeah. And they shoot him. Yeah. And then it continues. Yeah, there's tons and tons more gunplay. Just people shooting around. We see and, brother can. Ken- and I, I have to tell you, like
1: what what the marshal does in this scene is actually kind of funny because like he, he'll like he's just like flopping around like on the ground, like finding different ways to fire his gun. And there's like a moment where like he puts his hand between his legs and like <laughs> shoot, you know, like he's laying on the ground, you know. And he puts his hand hand between his legs and fires his gun through his legs for some fucking reason, and and yep. he's flopping around and like just finding different ways to fire the gun. And I actually got a huge kick out of that. It's just everything else in this scene just goes on. I mean, well, actually, and that does too. But like, just again, I mean, I know this is like we're like repeating ourselves so much here, but just it just goes on for way too long.
2: It does cut to then an animated sequence. Oh, I love
1: the animated sequence.
2: Uh first the chicken,
1: uh, <laughs> the it's animated a, chicken. No, oh, no, no! It's possum booger first.
2: Is it possum booger first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he. Oh, yeah, that's right. He he's like taunting them, and he gets shot in the head. Yeah, which won't makes which which won't make sense because he actually comes back because he bit comes later. back like five minutes later. Uh, the chicken then gets shown, and he flips off the camera or flips off the the viewer, and then the chicken gets shot as well. And it's just like endless shooting. But you remember a second ago where I said that Coco told Candy Top to aim for the chicken on the Marshall suit. <laughs> yeah. So they play that exact same sequence again. Yeah. This, I mean, this time I bet you it was on purpose
1: because they thought that that, that uh what was his name? Jack? Yeah. Yeah, because they thought that,
2: that was so funny that they're like, Oh, we'll do it again. But it looked like When they said it last time That they killed the marshal But they didn't Yeah But anyway Immediately before they say it The second time Brother Kenny gets shot In in like a weird animated sequence As well He gets his nose blown off And he falls down dead Yep I don't know if the nose Getting blown off Is supposed to be like a joke On the fact that the other guy Has a fake nose Doesn't matter So let's hear them say Aim for the chicken on the suit Since it's the last Fucking audio clip I have
0: Candy top Aim for the chicken Aim for the chicken on the suit
2: that's what the guns sound like, by the way. Quality. Uh, so the marshal then gets shot. Yep. And um, and we. <laughs> so for the killing of the marshal, first he gets shot, then he turns into a puppet, and they shoot what I have to think is a real puppet. Well, a real puppet. They use a real shotgun to shoot this puppet. Yeah. So they just blow away a fucking puppet and we're supposed to, that's supposed to be the marshal.
1: Well, yeah, and they do the and the same thing happened with that guy with the kid zombie too is that yeah. they obviously used a real gun to shoot that the the head because like there's like there's um oh god,
2: what is it called? Uh gunpowder burns like right. on the the puppet head. So, uh the only surviving characters at this point would be our two clowns. We see them park their trailer and they decide that they're gonna get inside the trailer and whip up a batch of crack.
1: And this part, this was so confusing to me. Yes, it is because, like, I didn't realize until like a few minutes in that they were supposed to be in the trailer because yes. it cuts to some like chemistry
2: classroom. Yeah, a classroom. That's exactly
1: what. Yeah, it is. you know. And and, and we see a
2: periodic table and a blackboard. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, w- wait, what? Wh- hold on where are we now and then they cut to an outside shot of the of the trailer and i'm like oh they're supposed to be
2: in the trailer yeah the trailer's like the TARDIS in that it's like a thousand times bigger on the bigger inside
1: bigger on the inside yeah yeah uh,
2: so they're they mentioned <laughs> that they've saved money since they started making their own crack even though they're supposed to have 13 million dollars yeah <laughs> so uh, it shows the chemicals again and again like uh, there's a shots of this methane gas sign uh, and they show it like a, a dozen times, so you know exactly yeah. what's going to happen. And that so there's they, supposed
1: to be like a septic tank right there. Or a something. septic tank yeah.
2: is right there as well. That's right. Yeah. So they've made a giant crack bong out of what are obviously two-liter two Pepsi liter bottles. Bottle Pepsi. Yeah. And Possum Booger is there, even though he was killed in the previous scene. Yeah. And they light up the bong, and the trailer explodes, uh, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> The end. Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack The end Yep. If you want to email Charles Cullen It's Cullen at yahoo.com <laughs> Of course he has a Yahoo account <laughs> And uh, since it was played over and over again As we discuss the uh, closing credits uh, Let's play the uh, famous theme song For Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack Which was played in full During that dancing sequence Mo, is there anything notable about... The closing credits. If there
1: are, I didn't fucking notice it because I was so dead by this point.
2: Well, I mean, it was only a few hours ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, I. <laughs> are you feeling distracted by the song? Uh, so fucking slow. Yeah, this this song this song on double speed is actually
2: pretty good.
0: Pepsi
2: with, with uppers. uppers. Uh, there is actually one interesting thing. The last thing that's shown on the credits is a, 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 a card, a title, a thing that says we claim no responsibilities for any other mistakes in this film. We are We were all basically drunk through the whole production and if you do find any inconsistencies in the movie, just kiss our ass. Oh, good. So that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, we made that's a nice message. We made a shitty movie, but you can go fuck yourself. Also, we didn't take it seriously, so you shouldn't take it seriously either. Yeah. As we say over and over again, on No Budget Nightmares. We gave you our ninety-ish minutes, so that has bought us the right to be critical about what you have foisted upon us. Dance. I mean, damn straight. We, yeah, and I mean, we're not brutal. We're not being excessive in our criticism. No, I mean,
1: I mean, one person in particular thinks we were we were. Too mean about their film, but <laughs> who's who's that? Then? I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm not going to say the name out loud because I refuse to. Um, but uh, but any any loyal listener of the show knows exactly who the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> but um, like, but, but but I I did give them a little bit of credit at the end there. I said this is you know it's bad. This is a bad movie. Uh huh. You know, but it's not like, it's not hip hop locos bad, you know? I mean, and I would say there's maybe like a half a dozen other movies that we've done that, that, yeah, been, absolutely. that have been worse than this. This wouldn't even breach my top five for bad movies. It was just so painfully slow, you know, that, that like as I'm watching it, you know, like I, I was just hating life, and, and but that happens with a lot of the movies we watch. So that's not really like I don't think I had a worse reaction
2: to this than I did, you know, a lot of the other movies we've done. The thing about Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack is that they weren't trying to make a good movie. So okay. the fact that they didn't end up making a good movie shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But I have a real but, problem with that. Like, I, yeah, me too. Like,
1: Absolutely. In I, some ways, I don't like. I don't like when when people uh like almost
2: intentionally go out to try to make a bad movie just you know make the best movie you can and if it the thing is i don't think here they were trying to make a bad movie either i just think they just didn't give a shit yeah
1: that's true and that's and that's almost like the biggest crime in and of itself you know just like i mean if you're going to make a fucking movie you know p- have some passion for fuck's sake
2: i mean if you compare it to something like the summer of the massacre right which is someone trying to make a horror movie yeah. failing horribly on every single level yeah and it ended up turning out unwatchably bad yeah. there's there's still some level of honor to that because they tried and failed, but here you feel like not only were they not trying, but they even put a little message in the closing credits to say, "Oh, if you thought we were trying, oh, that joke's on you yeah. and it's like, well, fuck you yeah right right exactly. you you have an obligation to your audience if you're going to to ask them to spend money on this to try your hardest while you're making it." And uh, if there are inconsistencies that you could have fixed, then you should have fucking fixed them because that's your job. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to get too upset about it. It's just that uh, this is just a shitty movie that. That we know from moments in it where we thought were kind of interesting That it could have been something more So they had the potential to make something interesting They had some puppets Hey, that's a good starting point That's more than most of the no-budget movies we see have and, So and, you've and got and, puppets do something Yeah, exactly I mean, look at some of the other movies that we've
1: covered that have had puppets in it Like, uh, I mean, I, like I know it was uh, we had differing opinions at the time um, But I've changed my mind on it But I mean, look at like So More Did It Be Sure You know? That had- and they had only very simplistic puppets S- compared to what we have here. Sure, super simplistic, but they fucking worked, and they, you know, and it and it added to the to
2: the greater story. Or l- what about rock paper scissors? Follow the original six. Do we have to look at that one? <laughs> What we're saying is that puppets... Where's, can only... where's John Cross? We need, we need it for this one. <laughs> What we're saying is that puppets can only improve the experience of watching a movie And in fact, the puppets in this movie do help it. And we're not necessarily saying that the whole movie should have been made with puppets Because we understand that that would be a real hassle And in fact, I think uh, there's a Charles Cullen movie or two that, that focuses heavier on puppets But the fact is, if you have elements that are more interesting than your main character's and they're shuffled to the side or to the background. Yeah. Then there's something wrong with your movie, right? Because the people that don't matter in this movie are the clowns. Who gives a shit about them at all? Yeah, right. I mean they they have these two brief violent sequences. There's no payoff. There's no there's no setup even, right? I mean it it really is. They smoke crack. They kill a few people, and then they the, they have this big shootout at the end. Yeah. Yeah exactly and it's like like I almost would have
1: preferred That they didn't blow themselves up at the end Because then like at least then you'd say Like oh well you know they got away with it
2: Yeah at least there'd be I'd almost appreciate that level of nihilism to be honest
1: Exactly you know and in this case they got Accidental comeuppance which seems
2: Just so cheap Yeah It really, really does That is Killer Clowns from Kansas on Crack From 2003 Uh, If you feel like it, search it out I believe it's available through Charles Cullen's website uh, Which is easy to find if you look up Charles E. Cullen online It uh, tagline was Blood, drugs, bullets, and grease paint It does have all of those But not in a very pleasing combination Mo, what movie are we going to watch On the next episode of No Budget Nightmares? I'm not going to lie I totally fucking forgot which one I know you did, which is why I asked Yeah well, I was looking for something seasonal, Mo, because you know this is the season of the witch. All right, now I remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you, you it. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and this was a film that was recommended a while back. I think actually, Josh Johnson. Who, um, by the way, go out and buy the copy of Science Craze from Video Nomicon <laughs> sooner rather than later if you can. Yeah. Uh, but I believe he mentioned and a while. Grab yourself a copy. Or rewind this. And rewind this while you're at it, because it's great. Um, He Mentioned that we should check out the film Haunted Ween from 1991 So on the next episode of No Budget Nightmares, we're going to be watching Haunted Ween, directed by Doug Robertson, written by Doug Robertson And Kurt Andrew Swagger Tagline, when fantasy becomes A deadly reality, and in fact I read that out, when fantasy Becomes a deadly reality, on the IMDB It's spelled F-A-N-A-S-T-Y When finasty becomes A deadly (laughs) reality So that's notable <laughs> Brilliant Haunted Ween Coming soon to No Budget Nightmares Mo, if people want to check us out Or check out more about No Budget Nightmares What's the best way to do so?
1: Well, I'm uh, on LinkedIn uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding <laughs> I mean, I am, but don't fucking go <laughs> um, they can go to facebook.com Slash groups Slash No Budget Nightmares
2: That's right, you can And any other way? Uh, I mean, they can find us on Twitter Twitter, you are at drunk on VHS. You you even check it every once in a while. I I, yeah, I have more since I've got my phone. And at Doug that's me, I'm at Doug underscore chili. It's T I L L E Y. You can of course check out old episodes of No Budget Nightmares at the on the No Budget Nightmares website at NoBudgetPodcast.com mm-hmm. Go over there, contribute to our Patreon campaign, Go leave ahead. us reviews on iTunes or on Stitcher, or so really you can uh you can uh, subscribe via any method you wish over there. You can also find Mo's Vaping videos at Strange Vapes on YouTube and at Strange Vapes on Twitter. Which I never uh, check. Which you never check, but if you were like, if people were to add it a, a bunch of times, I'm sure he would. You can check out my other podcast. Eric Roberts is the fucking man at is dot com. We recently had the great Michael Sullivan as a guest. Michael Sullivan, writer for um, Shock Cinema, one of my favorite magazines. Mo, yeah. Have you watched any horror movies lately? Because it's October.
1: Um, no, I've been I've been watching pretty much just Golden Girls.
2: <laughs> I know you have, <laughs> but I have to mention I watched a horror movie on your recommendation. Oh, which one? I watched the ABCs of Death 2 Oh! I watched it just a couple of days ago And just like you said, I agree It's a large improvement it's on the first It's so one. much
1: better than the first one
2: It really, really is My understanding is that they gave a lot more guidelines to people <laughs> My, else, By the way, I read in an interview That one of the things that they told the directors for the se- sequel Was no farting <laughs> 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 But uh, it is a big improvement. But I do have to say, oh, you that know I... what? I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, i was just gonna say, I still think that it should be better. There's no reason it shouldn't be more entertaining. No, no, it should. It should have. It should have and could have been better.
1: But I do think that this one was way fucking better. Like that, um, the bath salts one. It's it called like M is for mastication. The I ones, think? yeah, it's almost all in slow motion. That is, f- that's one of the most brilliant pieces of filmmaking I think I've ever seen I fucking and like the and like the payoff at the end like the 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 one line of the film basically is just it's so good <laughs> Fuck yeah I'll try
2: some bad salts <laughs> I find also that the movie's kind of Front and back loaded In that the middle part doesn't have a lot of interesting yeah, material yeah. But like the first few are all really good But uh, you know I, it's worthwhile And it's on Netflix so it's easy enough to check out right. My understanding is they're making a third one Next year hopefully it'll be refined even more uh, I, I uh, My favorite On it was um, The Steve Kostansky one from From Astron 6 uh, The one with the action figures where the kids are transported into. The oh yeah, room. yeah, that one was that was great. Yeah, and that, that one's right near the end of it as well. But you know, it's still worthwhile checking out. It's it's a really easy watch that goes so fast. Yeah. But uh, but it still feels like a concept that deserves better. Yeah. Um. But I did remember that I did actually I have actually
1: watched a a, a newer horror a uh, new uh, not even newer new horror movie uh, recently. I watched um that movie Cooties. Oh, I I
2: watched like ten minutes of it last night, but then I was like, I need to be more awake to watch. Yeah, it last yeah, night.
1: yeah. No, you're gonna. It's it's not amazing, right? You know, but it's a lot of fun, um, and it's the cast is great. The Cast is phenomenal. Uh, Rain Wilson kills it for the whole fucking movie, um. And yeah, it's it's totally worth checking out. Uh you you're not gonna walk away from it saying this is the greatest fucking horror movie of all time, <laughs> but there are a lot of really good laughs and uh and like it, it it does horror comedy the way horror comedy should be done.
2: Uh, I do want to mention Right before we finish up And I know that you got to go Mo Is that uh, between the last episode And this one I did go to the Toronto International Film Festival oh. You you can find my writing about that Over at dailygrindhouse.com uh, I did a, a summary of 10 of the movies That I ended up seeing there But I just wanted to give a quick shout out To a few of the movies That would fit into the bill Of this podcast At least slightly Or at least the people who listen to it uh, Baskin is good But not great But it was made on a super low budget It's a Turkish horror film Hardcore Which is that POV Film the from the director of that music video, Bad Motherfucker, the Russian guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's all done with a like, GoPro. That movie is fucking amazing. Really, it it might be the best theatrical experience I've had in recent memory. Interesting. Uh, if you have a full crowd, there's probably going to be people in there getting motion sickness, which is hilarious in and of itself. Nice. but it's also it is ridiculous. Like it goes way further than you think it's going to. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and it's it's, it's a very saddest. Movie and also uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Splmo. It's uh, also known as Killzone. It's a martial arts. movie Yeah, I haven't, but I heard you talking.
1: That you said you watched the what was it, part two.
2: Well, I saw part two, and 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 uh, for those who've seen the first one, it's really strange. It's kind of like a pol- police procedural with like martial arts retro fitted into it with Donnie Yen, uh-huh. uh, and the sequel brings back none of the same characters. Uh, it's it has a bunch of the same actors playing different roles and it's kind of like a thematic sequel even though it's a direct name sequel but it's tony ja is in it um I mean, and who doesn't love tony ja well tony ja well, I mean he, it's been a while since he's done something really meaningful right uh yeah great. Uh,
1: yeah exactly i mean i think the last thing i saw him in was like his very very brief uh, appearance in the the last Fast and Furious movie.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, and and he made that movie with um, Dolph Lundgren, the the straight to video one recently. Oh, and right, like right. A... Um, Skin Trade, Skin Trade, which was really good. <laughs> but uh, but still, it seems like he hasn't lived up to his potential because he went insane and went out into the jungle and stuff. But uh, he's great <laughs> in this and the, the SPL two. Kicks the shit out of the first one There's like four amazing action scenes in it It is so much fun Really, really worthwhile I was worried because I watched SPL again Before going out there And I'm like, oh man I just I just don't think much of this movie at all The sequel is way better mm. If you like martial arts movies, SPL too I, But I won't give away anything else You can find that over at dailygrindhouse.com Mo, it's time for you to go It is actually <laughs> On the next episode of No Budget Nightmares, we will be watching Haunted Ween. Get your copies now and get ready. In two weeks or so, we shall return. Yes, we. Good night. Will. Oh, by the way, there's going to be a song from uh, Rue. I've been assured there's a song coming right now. Yay. <laughs>
0: Sometimes it's hard to think of what to say And thinking hard gets in the way Just gotta stare out into space Till all the words come into place They say two heads beat a single one But three can get up to some fun The pressure of the job's too much The work is hard and so's the kush Oh, oh. Can be hard for Kansas clowns, the boss we have, he puts us down and nothing we do. Turns out right the rodeo is one big fight
2: They say push
0: on through and toughen up, but pushing through is so damn tough So we smoke green to double pain Though our boss wants us to abstain We'll smoke some crack Though our old boss He warned us no Here and now We feel real Slow, slow. So we, we might have killed A little girl But what's one girl In all the world It wasn't us It was the drugs We're rodeo clowns Not thugs Get their drop back, but Mr. Utah says nah, you gotta stop the way you are. But you cannot keep a good clown down, especially a Kansas clown. A killer Kansas clown. On- It's hard to think of what to say And thinking hard gets in the way Just gotta stare out into space Till all the words come into play